Hey, uh, hey, everybody. Listen to that background noise. That's because uh, we're doing the podcast live here in the lobby of the beautiful Sidewalk Cinema. Hey, how are y'all? Y'all can applause. come sit over pause here. Pause for applause. Don't, yeah. Yeah, th- th- thank you. Thank you. Don't be afraid to get too close to Corey. Don't be scared. He's going to be okay. So who are you, by the way? Uh, my name's Corey Kraft. I'm a programmer here at the Sidewalk That's right, thank you. Film Center and Cinema. And um, I'm Rachel Morgan. I'm the creative director here for Sidewalk. Oh, look, you got Jeremy sitting right next to you, you Jeremy. He, before we started recording, he said, I'm going to pull up a chair and sit right next to you. And I okay. thought he was joking. Taking sides. That was really stupid of me to think that. My wife, meanwhile, is as far away from me in this room as you can possibly That's right. Be. Hey, Kathleen. So, um, she's, also, she's also sitting on kind of my side. The you room know? is not I'm divided into factions, saying. Rachel. At least not yet. <laughs> we haven't even started. Um, yeah, but we're about to. So, welcome to Side Talks Podcast live from the Sidewalk Cinema. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. fight. You ready? No. <laughs> okay, y'all. Everybody, brace yourselves for a five-minute fight about. Okay, today we are going to fight for five minutes about the actor, producer, writer, director Bradley Cooper. Corey's little baby, 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 Bradley Cooper. Just because I want to hug and kiss him does not make him my baby, 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 or whatever. Let me put my back to you. Let me put my back to you. Uh, Um, Is the timer running? Are we? Are we already fighting? Yep. Yes. Thanks, Brad. Okay, five minute fight. Bradley Cooper. He's pretty good. No, he's not. All right, we did it. Um, listen, <laughs> why, you know, I'm going to do the thing you do. Okay. Uh, so, uh, you know what, Corey? Um, like, why don't you tell me why you like him? I mean, usually you're like, why don't you like him? Okay, right? but yeah. I'm how gonna, how I'm dare turn, I ask you to back up I'm going to turn it on you. What okay. is so great about Bradley Cooper? I don't Cooper? know. I think, he's, I think he's neat. I don't know. He's a good actor. Okay, you um, just lost. Look, he had, uh, sure. Um, that's fine. Look, I know everybody's like, he tries too hard. He's just like a whatever white guy with a hair like hot, that. And like, okay, sure, hot he's take. Fine. Hot um, take. He doesn't try enough. If anybody tries right now, Bradley Cooper I mean, is one of our great tryers. I, I think he doesn't have to try to be a dick. Wow. Okay. And he's just a dick. What's That's like, why. What did you see? Wedding de- Crashers. Is that the last Bradley Cooper movie you saw? He's actually. The hangover? Oh, he's actually okay the in The Hangover because three? he just plays an asshole, which well, is and, what he is. And his best performance is as the uh, raccoon who is an asshole. Okay. Yeah. That's the so whole thing. when his well, best okay. performance is a cartoon rac- raccoon. Then you that's you what you're that? weighing. That's I just got a thumbs up. I just got a thumbs up. Yeah. Okay, but it, but it's good that he's a fun cartoon asshole raccoon. Uh, I almost he's, called him a rabbit because that's what Thor calls him in those movies, am I right? That's right. Um and look, uh he's really great Gross. in um Nightmare Alley. Uh I thought A Star is Born was pretty terrific he directed that we've already fought no and remember that whole gross Lady Gaga performance thing at the Oscars where they push their faces up against each other they nuzzled and then he like flung out that like microphone and was like and like went for it he's he's a really effective actor and um, yeah I don't know I mean I think his best performances are probably ahead of us but Nightmare Alley was terrific wait a minute Corey's argument is that Bradley Cooper's best performances are ahead of us I just want everybody to note that that's not that that is my that argument. was kind of an argument um, well okay sure whatever whatever i don't have you know what it's been a stressful day and i haven't thought much about bradley cooper or prepared for this podcast whatsoever um but i do like him 
and I think he's good. Okay, wait, he's no, wait a minute. He, he does the thing you like, which is that he's the same in every movie. And I feel like we could, I know that I'm saying the same thing, but this is so true so frequently. Like, I feel like we could take a lot of the arguments we have about a lot of other actors. Yeah, like you know, Tom it, Hanks or Tom here's Cruise the point. or any He's a celebrity. That there is. Celebrities don't necessarily have to act. And in this case, he can't. Wait a minute. Oh, okay. Well, um, you're a little coming. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. He's also in that in but that he does film. Act, though. I in don't Valentine's Day, like, he's gay don't... for pay. In Valentine's Day, I just won with a rhyme. Corey's totally uh, this. I just won. Are you talking about the Gary Marshall movie? Oh my! Is he or, in that? Wait, did you say it like that? Or are you talking about the Gary Marshall? I movie? I thought you were just stating a weird, random, like gossipy fact about Bradley Cooper. That no, I didn't he's know. isn't he gay in Valentine's Day? I'm seeing, I don't yeah. know. Yes, he plays a gay character in Valentine's Day. We didn't need that with Mick Steamy. With Mick Steamy. Sure. Okay. F- fucking noteworthy movie. Other than that, Valentine's it's just Day. it's just Bradley Cooper, only a little gay, and some other films and like Silver Lining Playbooks. He's like Playbook. Is that how you say it? I know you get mad about Playlist. Silver Linings whatever. Playbook. Um, that thing with Jennifer Lawrence and that, uh-huh. I don't care he's about. Good in that. He's he's just Bradley Cooper, only like a little dumb. Is the five minutes up yet? Like I, I'm tired of getting my ass kicked here about Bradley Cooper. Just say something good about him, Corey. I'll be quiet. He's good as the asshole raccoon. This was your idea. <laughs> it was. Like, dude. it wasn't like I called Corey and said, oh, my God, I want to fight about Bradley Cooper. I really hate him. He was like, you know, we could fight Bradley Cooper. I really like that guy. I really like that actor. And here we and, are. And f- I fully intended to come up with reasons why. Well, you did You you did come up with a reason, which is that we have the, the really great performance from, performances from him to look forward to. Someday Bradley Cooper is going to be good. Rachel, you're embarrassing me in front of this live audience. <laughs> you really are like a deer in the headlights right now. What happened? I did not think I was going to be able to come this hard with the Bradley Cooper stuff. I did not either. Because, I mean, honesty. really, the main thing I have, you know, to sort of support me is that little picture I put in Slack that day of his little little ugly face. I don't know. But, I mean, uh, all I can say is I liked him in whatever movie. And you're going to be like, no, he was stupid and bad. And I'm going to be like, I can't. Okay, sure. What, what movie did you really like him in other than The Raccoon? Uh, the Nightmare Alley, okay. which I said, uh, Star is Born. He's okay. really great in that. And I mean, I feel like I really we've like, already... like uh, American Sniper or whatever, but he's really good in Silver Linings Playbook. He's good in... We talked about American Hustle a couple weeks yeah. ago on the podcast. Well, I we talked about uh, A Star is Born before, right? So yeah, that's... We've, we've argued just about every movie that Bradley Cooper's been in, and now we're arguing Bradley Cooper I don't Cooper think himself. we've ever argued Silver Lining. Do you like it? I, I don't. Do you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So we can add that one to the list. Okay, Brad just gave us a it's over. Sam, I just feel so... All right, I feel an upset brewing here. I mean, all right, I know where I stand, but since we rarely have the, the opportunity to do this, I really think we should leave it up to a show of hands. Oh, my Crowd God. interaction. Well, okay. Sam is, like, trying to avoid upsetting True. Corey. True. Um, okay, who sides with Rachel? Okay, That's Bradley right. Cooper That's can right. uh, go That's straight right. to hell, apparently. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How many for Corey? Hey, Jeremy, why do you like Bradley Cooper so much? And my wife raised her hand, by the way. I want to point that out. Kathleen. My wife agrees with me on a lot of things. It's unanimous. Rachel wins. Midnight Meat Train. Oh, Midnight Meat Train is good. Okay. Rachel did say he doesn't try hard enough, but he did do that thing on Broadway with the Elephant Man, where instead of using prosthetics... He tried so hard. He tried too hard. He just distorted his face the whole time. Again, he's one of our great triers. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. But Rachel still wins. Thank you. Thank you. By far. He did. Yeah. Thank you. 
cool. This was fun. He, he tried too hard a couple of times. Yeah, that was really fun. It was fun for me. So we decided that since it's the Academy Awards tonight, yay, Hollywood. The night when they get together to congratulate themselves on all the really hard work they've done all Wait, year. Wait, what do you do for a living? Um, I don't do shit to do with – it has anything to do with Hollywood. Okay, all right, all right, um, all right. Just program a cinema. That's what I was reaching for. You program a cinema. Yeah. We have to be like, yay, yeah, Hollywood to I some know. degree. Oh, do we? Okay. I didn't realize that was part of the job description. Where's Chloe? Um, so we decided that since it's Academy Award Day, that we would um, we would go down our list of the top six favorite moments in Academy Awards history. And um, I'm gonna I'll start. Does that please, sound good? please okay. start. So we're gonna do we're gonna do like six to six through four right now in this in this episode of the podcast, and then we'll do uh, a couple more in the next one. And so here you go. My number six, I'm going to start with something kind of recent. My number six most favorite moment was the 2020 ridiculous Eminem performance that came out of nowhere that was like, why is Eminem performing at all right now? Eminem was in like one movie, Eight Mile. Am I right? Yes. He might have like had a cameo in some other stuff. But But he did not perform at the Academy Awards in 2002 when he won the Oscar for that Eight Mile song. So he finally got to do it 20 So they said, we'll bring him back in 2020. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. Have you heard about what they're doing with the Oscar show this year? Speaking of doesn't make any sense at all. They're just desperate. They're so thirsty for viewers. They want people to pay attention. And uh, bringing Eminem in was a ploy to that. But it was great. You're right. I think that's what you were saying. No, I'm not saying it was oh, great. Okay. I'm saying that it was it was super weird, and it, it, because of that, it's my. You'll notice that there's a common theme in my favorite moments, which is that it's really awkward and uncomfortable and embarrassing for people, which I just like to witness. Um, and so, yeah, 2020, Eminem comes on stage. They play. Am I wrong to say that they play like a little little tiny supercut from from Eight Mile, and then they played a clip from Deliverance? What? Which made no sense. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they did like some kind of like like throwdown from Deliverance. We need to go back and look at it, but I'm pretty sure that's what's happening. We need happened, to review the happens. tape. And then I think the best part about Eminem's performance, other than the fact that for some reason we allow men to use backing tracks, like men can just use backing tracks whenever they want, and we don't skewer them. But the minute a woman does, it's like Mariah Carey can't sing anymore, you know. But men can do it whenever, and so it's just Eminem on a with a backing track, and whenever he gets out of breath, we just you know, hear the backing track, and nobody says anything. So other than that, it was the reaction from the audience. Which do you remember really that at all? It. There were people who were way too into it, and then there then they would cut to Scorsese who was sleeping, which was my favorite, and then Billie Eilish who looked bored. So that's my number six. What's yours? Um, okay, well I, as you know, um, did not compile a list, so I'm going to make that's one okay. up on Corey's the fly. Corey's usually really well prepared. Usually though. prepared. I'm not prepared today. Uh, what you know? What else? What, I'll just go with my number six. Yeah. You remember that time that happened before I was born when Marlon Brando won an Oscar for The Godfather and he declined that award and sent a quote unquote Native American activist who was not actually a Native American activist totally. to accept his Best Actor award on his behalf. That is my number six because that's one of the weirder things that I think has ever happened. Wasn't in the it like Little Feather? Academy Awards. Sashin Little Feather, which was not her real name. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, you know, you don't have a compiled list, Corey, but you do have more Oscar love in your heart. So these are going <laughs> to happen for you very easily. I feel like, but I like, unlike you, like when horrible, awkward things happen, like the infamous, mix up that I'm sure is going to be on your list. It's actually not. So you can put it on yours. The Moonlight La La Land thing. 
I felt terrible. Like I didn't like that at all. I was I it made me feel bad. So you're oh, yeah. you're leaning into the awkwardness and I, yeah. I don't by nature do that. You know what though? When incredibly, incredibly wealthy, privileged people embarrass themselves, for some reason it just doesn't hurt. Okay, me. no, actually I'm gonna put a pin in the La La Land Moonlight thing and I'm gonna come back to that. Warren Beatty, what? No, I'm pitting it. We're gonna come back. What's your number five? Okay. My number five is actually, this is a bit earnest. I love any time that Francis McDormand gets on stage and accepts anything. Um, and I really appreciated her, uh, her Academy Award. Well, first of all, my favorite image from the Oscars is just her grasping the, the statue in one hand and smoking a cigarette with the other. Sure. Um, but it was the time when she um, did the inclusion writer speech. Yeah. And the inclusion writer speech is amazing. And I, and I loved her in that moment. And it was just a great, like... Uh, amazing Oscars moment. Was it elsewhere in that speech where she's, she's holding her Oscar and she says, I want to talk representation. And everybody in the audience was like, woo! And then she started naming her agents, her representatives. Yes. Uh, yeah, I which think is it one was of the, the funnier same, things that's ever happened. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. So yeah, that's my number five is just Francis McDormand. Okay, I do want to come back to the La La Land Moonlight mix-up. Please. My number five is not you know, the mix-up in total. But it's the fact that Faye Dunaway got the fuck off stage like immediately as soon as all that went down. She ghosted the Academy Awards and left poor Warren Beatty up there to just deal with it. Oh, poor That is one of the funnier Warren things Beatty. that has ever happened. True. She, she was just like, I'm not dealing with this. I'm, I'm Faye Dunaway. I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm out. And that is really funny. Can we also just acknowledge that the reason, the reason that mistake happened? Why don't you pick that up? Because um, that's the, the best part. The accountant dude backstage was like, I don't know, getting a selfie with Emma Stone or something. Yes. Or just distracted by Emma Stone. He was like just the equivalent of like, you know, upskirting woman with his phone. What? Now, wait a minute. There's no evidence <laughs> of that. Oh, uh, basically. That's not what a selfie They, they is. came up with a new like list of like 40 things that those, that those, those corporate folk can't do anymore. And one of them is like even carry a cell phone in the room. So anyway, my number four is one that I did not see at the time. Okay. But um, in my research here to go back and revisit, I discovered this moment, and it is absolutely going to be in my head for the rest of my life and on favorite list from here forward, and that is a musical performance from Kathleen York from the 2000... Oh, with the burning cars and shit. Yes. From the 2006 Academy Awards for... Crash. Crash. The original song from Crash, which everybody remembers, obviously. In the Deep. Not Adele, right? Isn't that the name? But it's some other song called In the Deep. And the performance featured, yes, indeed, as Corey mentioned, a burning car, an actual burning car, literally a burning car. But I think the best part in what I saw was interpretive dance of slow motion torment. Yeah. <laughs> T- torment. Oh, I yeah. definitely watched People that People hurting in slow motion because, you know. Academy Awards. Well, that's one of the themes of Crash. People <laughs> just crash into and one hurting. another just to feel something. So an interpretive, interpretive dance of I think pain. that's a line from the movie. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, my number four um, is when um, the, the 2005 award for Best Picture was presented by Jack Nicholson. And everybody thought it was going to be Brokeback Mountain. But it wasn't. It was Crash. And he said, Crash! Whoa. Yeah. His his little his little woe moment is is pretty amazing. That's a good one. And then I was, this is in my younger, angrier days. I got very angry about it because I really preferred every other movie in the category other than Crash because Crash is a bad movie. So I got up and like threw a fit, 
And then one of the people who was over at my party that night married me later. So, hooray. Oh, <laughs> Didn't scare story. you away. Sweet story. By getting really angry that Crash won Best Picture. I did kick over a trash can. I was going to try to leave that uh, out of the story. But thank you for bringing it up. And that, that still worked out for you. Somehow. Despite the angry trash can kick. Yeah, despite, despite so many other things, too. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, all right, well, we'll be back later with our, uh, our top three. So try to hang in there. I know you're overly excited to hear the others that are up and coming. But, but I definitely have prepared, and, um, and it's very serious. Yeah, like Bradley Cooper's performances, best performances, the best is yet to come. Oh, my God. I'm so mad at you. So this is an outro for this episode? This is an outro, and I, I need everybody's help right now because um, I, I actually just came in from the Oxford Film Festival, uh, did a little jury for them this week weekend, and so that was nice and fun, and they were wonderful. Um, but I have you know, not done a great job on my writing the podcast, and so I don't have outro names. So who, are, who are folks' favorite um, frenemies, villains, or similar? And we'll, we'll Jeremy, come up with here. something right now. Oh, good. Yeah, there you you want to do it? Sure. So thank you for listening to Side Talks. We're your own personal. Adam McKay and Will Farrell. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks, Jeremy. Uh, they, they split up. They're angry at each other. Yeah. So Over everybody the, that else. Lakers show. I got you. Everybody else keep thinking of that because we're going to need two more duos here coming up. Um, thanks to Revelator Coffee. That's our sponsor. They sponsor us. I don't know why, but I'm so happy that they do. They, uh, love, they love us, Corey. I'm glad that they love yeah, us. They love I love us. them. I'm glad that they love us as much as I love them because I had some Revelator coffee this morning. It was delicious. And thanks to Boutwell Studios. Thanks, Brad. Brad, Brad came out to you. hook all this up and is recording this for us. So thanks a lot, Brad. Not only do they do amazing work in studio, but here we are live on set, sounding pretty darn good, except for, you know, I don't know. Uh, a Seventh Heaven TV promo. Where do you right go? They tolerate me doing shit like that. Do we? Bye. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.